football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reeves. Happy, happy new year. Bow wow. The underdogs are out one more time for 2015 as we ring in the new year for 2016 with all the bowl games, the final weekend of the NFL regular season. And we're back. It's Three Dog Thursday. I am your somewhat lucid, although not very good at picking the underdogs host, TJ Reeves. And we're going to enlist some help from senior handicapper from VegasInsider.com, Kevin Rogers. And, uh, gee, you talk about a tale of two prognosticators. I, I was brutal last week, and my man Kevin Rogers was on fire. Not only a college underdog with Tulsa, but boom with the Atlanta Falcons and the outright win over Carolina, the perfect Panthers. And boom again, taking the big points with the St. Louis Rams and an outright win at Seattle. So with all of that intro, welcome Kevin Rogers, and we can't wait to to hear what you have for this week on Three Dog Thursday. It's good to talk to you again, TJ. And, you know, last week it all ended up working out. I mean, out of all of them, obviously Tulsa, I mean, I'm surprised if they played one more quarter, they would have probably given up 80 points in that game to Virginia Tech, who I didn't think had that much offense, but obviously Tulsa's not that good defensively. But it ended up working out in the now, end. Now, and- tell the truth. Let's stop on that game. when Because I was watching some of that game. When Virginia Tech was piling up all their points, and you're right, I mean, they're not very good offensively and that game is 50 was 52 to 31 Kevin in the third quarter you had to be nervous even though you had Tulsa plus 14 that they weren't going to stop them anymore but eventually they got a couple of stops and got back in the game yeah and they got the ball back too uh with a chance to take the lead and and yeah I mean it just you see these teams and you wonder how bad can you be defensively and we saw that with uh, Texas Tech against LSU in the Texas Bowl where LSU's ran all over them and yeah you just kind of wonder but thankfully that uh, Tulsa covered, and just one note from the NFL in that Falcons-Panthers game, that I just like that Atlanta simply because I know they've been a bit of a train wreck over the last two months, but after getting shut out two weeks ago by Carolina, that Carolina, I don't want to say like wheezing to the finish here, trying to finish undefeated, but so much made from that Giants game the week before with Odell Beckham blowing the four-touchdown lead and winning. But I think Carolina, they, I hate saying a loss is good for you, but now you have to go into the playoffs at 16-0. and Now you can kind of reset yourself, you go into the final week, and then refo- and you have another week off for the bye and kind of refocus going into the playoffs where obviously it'll be a tough matchup if maybe they drew Seattle, let's just say, in the first round. But for a team like that, see, the Patriots were okay at 16-0. and Belichick, Brady, that was fine. The Panthers, I don't know if they would have been good being 16-0 and going to the playoffs. Yeah, it's a good point. And if you, if, if you want all the stuff about undefeated to stop so you can just focus on what you're doing, it's not the worst thing in the world to lose one down the stretch because before the playoffs because then all the undefeated talk stops. I agree with you. And you picked a great spot there for a lot of reasons. And we should have been listening to you on that because Carolina had blown them out two weeks earlier. The game was in Atlanta. So, I mean, there were a lot of things – uh, to, to to go in your favor uh, to get the outright win. So I look forward to hearing what you have in the NFL a little bit later on. So I think there's about 93 college bowl games coming uh, for the weekend. It seems that way anyway with the New Year's Six, as they're called, plus all the New Year's Day games, plus a full slate on Saturday. 
uh, of bowl games as well. So where do you want to begin with a bowl game for Three Dog Thursday, sir? I'll begin on New Year's Day. Kind of an odd uh, kickoff, I guess. It's not an odd matchup, but just an odd time with the Fiesta Bowl between Notre Dame and Ohio State out in Arizona. Why this is a 1 o'clock Eastern kick makes absolutely no sense to me. That Why this isn't a night game, and I don't know if the Sugar Bowl, you know, if they get the precedence by you know, yeah. getting the night slot, yeah. but yep. why in the world is the Fiesta Bowl being played at 1 o'clock in the afternoon is, is beyond my comprehension. But anyway... So Notre Dame, who has had a ton of injuries this year, I'd like to see what they would have done with a lot of their star players healthy. But for Brian Kelly's team, you know, they come off that tough loss to Stanford at the end of the season. They were 3-0 and against the spread as an underdog this season. If you go back to the beginning of last year, they were 6-2 and against the spread as an underdog, including their victory over LSU in the Music City Bowl. So, you know, this Fighting Irish team, they play well when uh, there's not a lot expected out of them. And I'm basically going against Ohio State simply from, from the fact that you played for a national championship last year, you won a national championship, you can't be that fired up playing the Fiesta Bowl. I don't care if it is one of these big six bowls or whatever you want to call them, and you are playing Notre Dame, that i got to think Ohio State, they just want to get through this thing and move on. If you're a senior, just get ready to go to the NFL. You know, your stock is not going to rise or fall from this game, you're, we already know how good you are if you're going to the NFL. So I just think that this is a spot where, you know, Brian Kelly's a pretty, pretty solid coach, and I get Urban's a good coach, but uh, just hard to get motivated if you're Ohio State after playing Big Ten Championship last year, coming back against Alabama, and then beating Oregon in the national championship. This one game means really nothing. I'm going to take the points with Notre Dame. Well, and uh, you know, bear in mind in terms of the rivalry, you know this, but for the fans listening out here on Three Dog Thursday, they they have played a couple of different times in in series play, uh, Ohio State and Notre Dame in the regular season. They they have stopped playing really though in the last ten years or more in the regular season. There was a Fiesta Bowl win by Ohio State over Charlie Weiss's Notre Dame team in the mid two thousands. So uh, you know, there has been a postseason meeting but these two teams don't play that often so that's kind of interesting and, and part of the theory is that Notre Dame apparently doesn't want to play in Columbus uh, as part of it whatever if you can buy into that and I, I kind of like your theory that uh, look uh, Ohio State lost their chance to win the Big Ten title when they lost head-to-head to Michigan State they did beat Michigan in the rivalry game so I could see where some players I know, I know players generally talk about you want to go out on a winning note but I could see where some players maybe aren't as prepared and aren't as focused as if this would have been a college football playoff game, and it it is just simply a bowl game for Urban Meyer's team. What do you think about that point Uh, one more time, Kevin, there, that maybe Ohio State is just not going to be as focused in this game? Well, I had Ohio State against Michigan when they played at the Big House a month ago, and I just felt like that was the spot to take Ohio State after they lost to Michigan State, and Ezekiel Elliott was criticizing the coaching staff for the play calling that I thought that was the spot that next week to take Michigan. Now this is not the spot. I think it's expired as far as now you're going to lay nearly a touchdown against a Notre Dame team that I think always kind of, for as public as they are, I think they always feel kind of, uh, because they're not in a conference and you know they didn't make it to the Final Four for the second straight year, that they, they do feel a bit slighted, I believe, and especially with all the injuries that they've suffered at quarterback, at running back, they've still been very competitive. You look at their two losses this year, to Stanford and Clemson by two points each, that they're competitive, that they're going to be in these games. And with Ohio State, it's, you know, we saw this a few years ago, I think, with Alabama. 
that they played Utah in the Sugar Bowl, and I'm pretty sure this was after Alabama won a national championship, and they just got destroyed by uh, Utah in the yep. Sugar Bowl. They yep. just didn't care. I mean, you don't. It's you still. I mean, you know what it is? It's just human emotion. That that this isn't about brilliant handicapping. This is about human emotion. That you say, look, you played for a championship. You got to the highest level of the sport. And now, what do I care? I'm going to Arizona to play this game. If we win, great. If we lose, who cares? There's nothing to play for. So, you know, I know these guys have something to play for, but at the same time, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, Bosa, all these other guys, like, they're set. They're going to the NFL. That They're fine. That, that nothing's going to happen in this game that's going to change their stock either way. That's the voice of Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper, VegasInsider.com. I'm TJ Reeves at Three Dog Thursday, and we are taking a look at some of these bowl games in the buildup for this weekend, the New Year's Six and other ones for underdog purposes. We'll get to the NFL in segment number two and talk some pro football. Stand by uh, for that. Before we get to your second underdog pick, I really like Michigan State in the college football playoff semifinal game, the Cotton Bowl with Alabama, getting all of those points. I think it's going to be a close-to-the-vest, low-scoring kind of game. What do I know, Kevin? I mean, this, I mean, again, I was 0-3 last week. I have hit Three Dog Thursday, though, four times this year. I was just not good last week. But maybe this game, Michigan State and Alabama, is going to be more wide open than I'm giving it credit for. Maybe it's going to be both teams score four or five touchdowns. The game's in the 30s. But I, for some reason, I believe it's going to be low scoring, a lot of running between the tackles, a lot of defense, a lot of punts, maybe even a turnover or two for each team. And I think 10 points is too many points for for Alabama to be laying here, and I would take Michigan State in those 10. Do you care for a quick second to back me off of taking all those points? No, from the simple standpoint, if I look at Michigan State this year, that they covered against Michigan, and we we know that that was a wacky ending, but they still covered that game, even if the punter doesn't screw that whole thing up. Uh, so they covered that one. They cover and went outright at Ohio State as an underdog. So, you know, they're they're not afraid of playing in that role. Where I look at Alabama, and obviously they turned it on after the Ole Miss loss back in September, but at the same time, they did lose to Ohio State in this playoff game last year with that big lead. And, and granted, yeah, Ohio State probably a little better offensively than Michigan State is this year. But Michigan State's still a very solid defensive unit. And they were tested in the Big Ten this year for as much as people want to criticize the Big Ten that they did play Michigan. They did play Ohio State. They did play Iowa. So, you know, they did play the top-tier teams in the conference and perform very well against them. And obviously they had that loss to Nebraska that, you know, because of the officials screwed them or, or however you want to say it. But, you know, they still played against a pretty good competition this season. They even beat Oregon early on in the year when Oregon was struggling a little bit. But, uh, you know, they still have some pretty good wins on their resume. And to get this many points, it's just hard to pass up yeah. just because of the situation. Yeah, I like that one a lot, so we'll see. I know you're going to go with another Big Ten team, and it's kind of weird to say after New Year's Day, but there are four bowl games on Saturday on January 2nd, and one of those teams you like is Penn State as an underdog against Georgia. Tell me a little more real quick. Yeah, the Tax Slayer Bowl that in Jacksonville. <laughs> you, you, you know, uh, the, the famous Tax Slayer Bowl. Yeah. Uh, the, the Bulldogs come in, they've won four in a row, and Penn State's lost three in a row. So you figure out oh, Penn State's not playing well, Georgia's playing well. Mark Richt is gone. Kirby Smart's not there yet because he's still with Alabama, and he's finishing out his tenure there before, you know, obviously he takes the Georgia job. Then I look at Georgia. 
They beat Georgia Tech barely, not a bowl team. They beat Georgia Southern, uh, a good Sun Belt team, but still a Sun Belt team. They beat them in overtime. They beat Auburn, who you know won the Birmingham Bowl against Memphis, and they beat Kentucky and also went against Mizzou. They beat South Carolina, who was awful this year. They don't really have good wins this year, Georgia. And obviously, you know, the Nick Chubb injury was something that, uh, you know, didn't help them out down the stretch as far as their offense. When I look at Penn State, yeah, they didn't finish off the season well. But the final start for Christian Hackenberg, at quarterback, and James Franklin, you know, a little bit familiar with Georgia from yep. the days at Vanderbilt. Yep. So, I mean, I just look at Penn State as – I don't want to say a team with more to play for. Cause that's not really, you know, I, I hate saying that. But for Georgia, they're ending the season where really they just want to close the book on this and move on to Kirby Smart. That, you know, I just think that Penn State getting some points here is a good look uh, against Georgia. Well, and you look at the way you reference Memphis in that game against Auburn. You look at how listless they were, especially on offense, without their offensive-minded head coach. Uh, Justin Fuente, who had already left to take the Virginia Tech job. It, it should scare Georgia fans that Mark Richt is gone, Kirby Smart is not there yet as the head coach, and they may very well be in disarray. They're a bad offense to begin with uh, if they can't run the ball. We'll see uh, on that one. And again, Penn State getting six and a half points in that TaxSlayer.com Gator Bowl uh, that is coming up. Okay, so there are some college underdogs uh, that we're looking at. We're going to come back and talk NFL underdogs again. Kevin Pegg, two of them last week in his 3-for-3 week. We'll see what he has to say about the final regular season weekend in pro football when 3-Dog Thursday continues. Stay with us. College football fans, are you ready for the upcoming playoff? Well, certainly if you're Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, or the Big Ten champ, you're looking really good. You want to look even better? Well, then go to Smack Apparel and SmackApparel.com and get outfitted with the best in college theme in your face tees. Smack Apparel has got the Clemson party like it's 1981 shirts ready to go. That's the last time the Tigers won the championship. If you're a Bama fan, they've got those they only hate us because they ain't us shirts commemorating the 15 Alabama titles. You can yell Boomer Sooner for Oklahoma, Michigan State in Sparty Green, and Iowa Black and Gold, depending on who wins that Big Ten title game. One thing is for sure, the best selection in your face shirts can be found at SmackApparel.com. And here's a great offer. Use the promo code TUNEIN15. You can buy one shirt and get the next one half off. Go to SmackApparel.com for the very best in college theme in your face shirts. It's SmackApparel.com and that promo code again, TUNEIN15. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. Oh, don't get misty on me, but uh, it is time to ring in the new year on Three Dog Thursday. As we close out 2015 with one final show, we will be here in the new year with the NFL playoffs. And uh, I'm going to bring Kevin uh, Rogers back in, senior handicapper, VegasInsider.com. Uh, you do a great job with the football, but you're also a big college basketball guy. So we're going to do some college basketball underdogs as that season unfolds January, February, March. But we still got some NFL underdogs with the playoff weekends and that kind of stuff. We may mix and match some college football and some NFL playoffs for the rest of January. Are you up for that in the upcoming weeks if we go that route, Kevin? Absolutely. Yep. Always ready for it. You know, um, you know college basketball conference play is underway and now all these major, uh, you know, leagues that, you know, mm-hmm. the Big Ten this week getting underway, the American, the ACC. So 
all of a sudden the Big East, so now all these uh, conferences. This is when it gets really fun, I think, the next two months or so of all these conference games. It's just hard when you have college football in the NFL going against college basketball the first two months in a lot of these tournaments that people really aren't paying attention to and new matchups. So I think now that we have more familiar teams playing each other, it's going to be really fun the next few months. Uh, it should be. All right, let's talk. While we have a full slate of uh, pro football games, again, uh, Kevin pegging the Falcons last week who derailed Carolina's unbeaten season and also the Rams to go out to uh, Seattle and not only cover, but they win the game. Outright. I mean, Jeff Fisher officially has the deed to Pete Carroll's car or something. I mean, he owns him right now, Kevin, with winning game after game against He can't beat anybody else, it seems like, uh, the Rams and Jeff Fisher, but they can beat the Seahawks over and over and over again and have been showing what they could do. So those were your games last week. Uh, you do have one underdog play uh, left on this edition of Three Dog Thursday. And what's this I see with all the controversy involving Chip Kelly being fired midweek? No Happy New Year for him in Philadelphia. You actually like the Eagles for the regular season finale with the Giants as your underdog play, huh? Absolutely. I'm throwing out all the numbers, even though the Eagles did beat the Giants earlier this season in Philadelphia on that Monday night, 27-7, to I believe, was the final in that game. And the Giants get Odell Beckham back, but, uh, you know, obviously they're cooked. Who knows if Tom Coughlin's coming back. So the Giants, I mean, talk about disarray. The Eagles aren't as much disarray as the Giants are. At least the Eagles, they can almost have a sigh of relief here, knowing that Chip Kelly is gone. And, look, granted, he went 10-6 and six each of his first two seasons. So he wasn't a total failure. But, obviously, this year they're 6-9, and nine, never really got the offense going. Uh, the mad genius, it just doesn't work on this level, I guess. And... Now with one game to go, I mean, this is when you say that you're really, you know, pulling the plug. You couldn't wait one more week to get rid of this guy and just let him finish out the regular season. You do it with one game to go, which is pretty amazing. And the Eagles, a field goal underdog against the Giants this week. I just think that, you know, you feel better about things, that maybe the team is a little bit looser this week uh, against the New York Giants, that this happened, you know, on a Tuesday. So they still have a few days to prepare for the Giants. Pat Shermer's taken over as their interim coach. I mean, granted, he didn't have a lot of success in Cleveland, but he still has been a head coach before. So, you know, that, you know, works out a little bit, not a lot. But I just think that the Eagles here, that they'll be pretty loose. And the Giants, they're a team that just wants to get this thing over with. And, uh, you know, there aren't a lot of games this week that I really love in the NFL simply because a lot of them don't really mean much. But, you know, last week the underdogs did well. And we saw the Ravens win over the Steelers. We yep. saw the Rams beat the Seahawks. So you never know what's going to happen this week if we see an underdog or two pull off that big upset. But out of all of them, you know, these two teams aren't going to the playoffs. But I'll take the points with the Eagles here. How about that one? And how about Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, firing Chip Kelly in the afternoon on Tuesday? Word doesn't leak out. They don't even tell the team, Kevin Rogers. He told the season ticket holders and the suite holders and the, and the big sponsors via an email, a mass email blast that they were firing Chip Kelly. That's how the players found out was from the media and from that email and social media passing the word. Wild week in Philadelphia. And yet you will take the Eagles. Uh, against the Giants. And again, it is Three Dog Thursday. We're looking at the underdogs, including in pro football. Now, the Jets very much control their own destiny to make the playoffs. 
They're playing at Buffalo at a game against their old coach, Rex Ryan. I was surprised to see that Buffalo is the underdog in this game uh, at home. I know LaShawn McCoy is doubtful uh, for this game as we're talking uh, middle of the week for a game on Sunday. It's also going to apparently be cold uh, in the 20s uh, with some snow possible in this game. I, I Can you talk me out of Buffalo, who beat the Jets in the first meeting earlier this year? Buffalo getting points at home when, when Rex Ryan can KO the Jets potentially out of the playoffs? I like that that play. You want to talk me out of that one? No, I'm not going to talk you out of it. I'm not going to say that uh, that Rex Ryan is turning to Vince Lombardi where he's going to come up with some great game plan on Sunday. Agreed. Jets, but, Agreed. But at the same time, I never, like one of my rules of thumb, I never like taking desperate teams. I, I shouldn't call the Jets desperate, but teams that need to win. I don't like taking them, especially as a favorite, when you have now Week 17 where the Jets have to win to get in the playoffs and obviously the Broncos coming back to beat the Bengals, uh, you know, kind of mess things up for the Jets. We don't really get Buffalo that often as a home underdog. And I think this is a good spot to take them in. Yes, the Jets have played very well over the last few weeks and coming off this big overtime win over the Patriots. But going from a short home underdog now to a road favorite is a little bit questionable in my opinion. So I would say the Bills, you know, with Rex Ryan, that you know he's he's going to – He's going to care in this game, to, to put it lightly. He's, he's going to care and want to finish off not only 8-8, eight eight, but also knock his old team, the Jets, out of the playoffs. And he's got a chance to do both of those, so I'm, I'm leaning strongly towards that game. There's one more game that I wanted to ask you about. Again, you already took your game uh, with the Eagles. That is the Sunday night winner-take-all for the NFC North and home field for the playoff game between Minnesota and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, here again, uh, I, you know, I realize Green Bay's got the tradition. They've got uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's fantastic. But you look at last week and and how Green Bay got blown out by Arizona. I know Arizona's really good. You look how decisive Minnesota was in their win uh, over the Giants on Sunday night football. I'm a bit surprised here that this is not a pick 'em game or maybe Minnesota even favored by a point on the road. I guess it's the true home field advantage for Lambeau for the Packers. But that's fascinating to me in the winner-take-all for the North game that Minnesota is the underdog Sunday night against Green Bay. Do you, I, I'm not saying you're going to take Minnesota here, but what's your thought about that matchup? You know, looking back at this, uh, at least this game, the last time they played, the Green Bay blew them out at CCF Bank Stadium. They played a complete game. They beat them 30-13 back in November. I look at what the Packers have done at home this year. We always talk about the home field advantage they have at Lambeau. All right, they beat Dallas with Matt Castle recently. They lost to Chicago on Thanksgiving. They lost to Detroit at home. They barely beat San Diego. They beat St. Louis by two touchdowns, but the Rams had a lot of turnovers and missed field goals. They beat the Chiefs when Kansas City was 1-5 at the beginning. Their only quality win at home was against Seattle back in Week 2 on that Sunday night, and that was a game where the Packers had a rally in the second half. So you look back at it, the Packers really don't have impressive home wins this season, and you flip it around to the Minnesota Vikings – and you see that they've played well of late. They had that loss at Arizona on the Thursday night. But Minnesota, you know, not to say they have good losses, but when you look back at it, who have they lost to this year? Arizona on the road. They were blown out by Seattle at home, and Seattle before last week has been on fire. They lost at home to Green Bay. They lost at Denver. They have a bad loss at San Francisco the first week of the season. So really, you know, this Minnesota team, you know, they lose to teams. I'm not saying they're better than them. But 
you know, they haven't slipped up in situations where, you know, they've taken care of business where they've needed to. And on the other side, you know, they've lost some games that, you know, you could say, oh, well, okay, Green Bay and Seattle kind of dominated them. But I think the second time around, I always like taking those teams because I think they'll be a little more focused. And for Green Bay, they probably think they could win this game just because they're at home. But Minnesota has been a good road underdog um, under Mike Zimmer over the last few years. And if you do like the Vikings, I have to agree with you. Yeah, there's big there's big incentive for both teams in this game. And uh, we'll just see. But, I mean, Minnesota played so well the last two weeks at home. Granted, it's at home with Chicago and with the Giants. Let's see if it translates to that Sunday night game. Uh, remaining moment or two here, Kevin Rogers, tell us more about VegasInsider.com as we end 2015. We flip the calendar to 2016. A lot of football for the next four or five days here, but there's more than just that at VegasInsider.com in terms of information and, and helping out uh, those that are seeking it. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, great things going on as we head from 2015 into 2016, TJ, that uh, we go from the end of college football now transitioning into college basketball and, as we mentioned before, into conference play. NBA is still uh, going strong right now. The NFL playoffs in January, you're going to have a lot of big matchups. And, you know, we still have hockey going on. So a lot of really big things going on at VegasInsider.com. You could check out all of our playoff previews as well as, you know, tip sheets, and uh, look backs and however you know whatever you need to find that's what you need to do and go to vegasinsider.com and the dog agrees in the background at the rogers household he uh seconds that whole motion listen uh great job with the underdogs last week let's hope it continues for you a couple of uh, new year's day and saturday uh, college dogs in notre dame and penn state good luck with the philadelphia eagles hey why don't we talk to you next year in 2016, how does that sound for Three Dog Thursday, Kevin Rogers? That sounds great. And there he goes, Kevin Rogers, VegasInsider.com, senior handicapper. You will hear him on this show in the new year. Also read him there at VegasInsider.com. I should mention that Wayne Curtis is not able to be with us from SmackApparel.com. The last couple of weeks, Wayne has been traveling with the holidays, etc. So he has not been on board uh, here with us, but he does have some underdog picks in the college bowl games in particular uh, for this week. In fact, uh, Wayne likes Northwestern in the New Year's Day Outback Bowl in Tampa. Northwestern taking on the Tennessee Volunteers in that SEC uh, Big Ten traditional showdown, 30th year of the Outback Bowl, and Northwestern getting eight points on the VegasInsider.com line for Pat Fitzgerald team. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald's team i got a pretty good running game. Tennessee has got some excellent skill players. Joshua Dobbs, a quarterback. Jalen Hurd is a dual threat uh, runner and receiver. Some excellent receivers themselves. Uh, Tennessee, though, their, their level of competition, the last five games of the season, last five opponents only won 18 combined games for Tennessee. So how good are the Vols truly? I guess we're going to find out against Northwestern. Wayne will take them. I will stay away from that game. Wayne likes Michigan State against Alabama in the college football playoff matchup at the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Eve, and I'm going to go along with that. I think it's just too many points. VegasInsider.com line is 10 points for Michigan State. I'm going to agree with Wayne Curtis. He's taking that as one of his underdogs. I will take that game as well coming in Dallas. I think Alabama will win, but I think this will be a low-scoring game, something like 
uh, 16-13, 20-17, 23-16, something like that for Alabama. And it's not going to be a double figures win. Hard-fought game. Give me Michigan State. So Wayne and I agree on that one. Wayne also agrees going a three-for-three three college underdogs. He agrees with Kevin Rogers, Notre Dame plus the six-and-a-half against Ohio State going with the Fighting Irish in that Fiesta Bowl. I'm going to stay away from that game. I like another game. I like the primetime game that we've not talked about, Oak State and Ole Miss. Uh, this could be a bit of a surprise here, but I know Ole Miss was good at the end of the year, uh, beating up on uh, LSU and then beating their arch rival Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. But I'm not completely convinced of Ole Miss's defense I think Oklahoma State will go up and down the field with the two-headed monster at quarterback with Mason Rudolph and J.W. Walsh. Uh, Washington, the wide receiver, is an excellent wide receiver. Mike Gundy is a quality coach. Give me Oklahoma State as one of my underdogs uh, in the Sugar Bowl against Ole Miss, getting the seven points. And as I said to Kevin, Buffalo Bills. I like the Buffalo Bills in that matchup with the New York Jets for my NFL underdog. So again, I'll go Michigan State. I'll uh, I'll I'll continue with the theme of uh, New Year's Night Bowl game with Oklahoma State and then Buffalo in the NFL. So there you go. There's our underdog predictions for Three Dog Thursday. I want to thank Kevin Rogers again for being with us uh, from VegasInsider.com. And uh, he'll be back in the new year, as will Wayne Curtis of SmackApparel.com, our, our sponsor on Three Dog Thursday as well. Go to SmackApparel.com for the very best in in-your-face apparel, that's for sure. Uh, I'm TJ Reeves. Happy New Year. Enjoy all the football this weekend. Follow us on Twitter at 3 Dog Thursday. You can go to 3DogThursday.com to learn more about where you can hear the show uh, as well. And that'll do it for this edition of 3 Dog Thursday. Enjoy the games. Bye.